Hello and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. My name is John Thomas, and I'll be your host for today. Let's begin by reading from Proverbs 30, verses 12 through 13. Those who are pure in their own eyes and yet are not cleansed of their filth. Those whose eyes are ever so haughty, whose glances are disdainful. So for the past couple of days, I've quoted the great author C.S. Lewis. And today I thought we'd mix it up a bit with a slightly more modern cultural reference. And as I do so, Please don't hear this in any way as an endorsement. Uh, For truth be told, I have never seen this show, nor do I judge you if you are a super fan of it. But either way, I found this somewhat, I think, famous quote from the show to be very fitting. In the words of Samantha Jones from Sex in the City, I love you, but I love me more. Are you still with me? (laughs) Whatever you may think of that show, uh, Samantha sums up perfectly for us really the spirit of our culture in which rests on this philosophy that many have called Project Self. If Project Self was a TV show, you would be the star, the focal point, the center of every episode, leaving those around you in less important supportive roles. Uh, They would be the Richard Wrights to the Samantha Jones. Now, I have no idea if that translates, Um, and if I've got that wrong with that show, you can let me know, but that's all I could find on IMDb. But at any rate, this Project Self reality that we experience in our daily lives through our own actions, through the actions around us, really burst into the scene in a prominent fashion uh, during the Enlightenment, where culture moved progressively towards an individualistic understanding of life where the individual is primary, the be all and end all of all things. It's what the author Gordon Fee summed up as uh, the individual becomes God. Uh, We are driven by narcissism, self-interest and self-centeredness becomes the chief end of all life. And in this passage, we read about one of the functions of this kind of a person of being described as having haughty eyes, which Keller points out uh, in today's uh, summary that haughty eyes is, is literally someone who lifts up their pupils. It's this picture of a person who just can't be bothered, who whose eyes roll to the back of their head the second that they determine a person's lack of ability to contribute toward their own profit, like they cannot be interested in the conversation or the person, and so the eyes roll back in the head. Now, I've got a preteen really on the cusp of, of becoming a teenage daughter in our household, and I've already seen some of those eye rolls from time to time uh, in our house. That time is appra- approaching very quickly in our house. But maybe you've had experiences like this. I mean, you know, we've all been in those conversations where they're kind of like the sizing up conversations where people are trying to determine just exactly what it is you do for your vocation, who do you know, what's your network, how can this conversation bring me any sort of beneficial gain to building my own empire, to contributing towards my project self. You know, our family, we lived uh, nearly five years 
in LA, which we absolutely loved. We love the city, love the people uh, of the city. It's an amazing place. But I can tell you that I've definitely, in my time in LA, have been on the receiving end of a few of those eye rolls and, and parties when people find out that uh, actually I'm a pastor. I'm not a script writer. Uh, there's nothing that I can really do to contribute to the betterment of their uh, careers. And if I'm honest, though, also in truth, I know that I've been on the other side plenty of times myself. The sizing up conversation. Who are you? What's your vocation? How you can contribute to building my empire. There have been times where I've been too quick to judge the circumstances of someone else in need, where I see that they've found themselves in an unfortunate situation, and I'm very quick to pass judgment on their circumstances and their misfortune. You know, I can often hear the words of the disciples uh, in John 9, echo in my own heart. You know that story in John 9 when they encounter a man who Scripture tells us was, was, was blind from birth. And they respond by turning to Jesus, asking him this question, you know, who sinned that this man was born this way? Basically, they're asking what went wrong? Whose poor choices? Was it this man or, or his parents? You know, who, who went wrong that he is reaping the consequences of these poor choices? And in that moment, it's interesting you know, they, they had been around Jesus. They had already seen him do uh, miracles. They've already seen him heal people. And in this moment, they're not moved towards compassion. They're not moved to, to Jesus to ask him to come and heal this man. But actually, they're driven towards judgment. Their response wasn't Jesus come and heal, but it was one of judgment. It was one of haughty eyes. And this is what pride and hyper-individualistic living does. It makes compassion almost impossible. The Kellers in today's writing put it this way, that pride keeps us from really noticing people, from putting ourselves in their shoes, from recognizing when others are hurting or unhappy. Pride keeps, up, keeps us absorbed with our own agenda and our own needs. And not only is this foolish living, but it's really small, closed-off living. When we never go outside of our own selves, when we create um, these empires of isolation, when we're only focused on our own needs, we end up having a very small worldview that misses the beauty, the beauty, even the complexity of God's image being born throughout every person. And then there's Jesus. And Jesus, who is much more than our model, he's much more than a moralistic teacher. Jesus is our present source of power who desires to transform us from the inside out, to not only see people and their need, but to move to them as he did. Jesus, the one who came not to be served, but to serve. Jesus, the one who, who didn't alienate himself from the marginalized or the outcast, but he actually ran towards them with compassion. Jesus, who doesn't roll his eyes in disgust at our absolute inability to author anything of worth to our own salvation, but Jesus, who in humility gave up his rights, put his uh, agenda aside so that he would come and restore us and redeem us in a right relationship with his heavenly Father. And actually, that was his agenda, to seek and to save those that were lost. So today, where can you align yourself with Jesus' compassion? Where can you slow down, listen to others, see their need, not pass judgment, but actually come and be the embodiment of the kingdom of love and grace to come alongside others? 
Where can you be a, 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 a proximate presence of grace and mercy, an, incar- an, an incarnate presence of God's grace and mercy? Where others bring de- judgment and shame, where can you bring mercy and compassion? I love the prayer at the end of today's reading because it's a prayer of confession, and confession doesn't always come easy for us. I know it certainly doesn't come easy for me, but as I read these words now, I want to allow you to align yourself with this prayer of confession. Maybe this is what you need to echo in your own heart today to say, Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you show me what it means to move from self to others, from judgment to compassion? Here's the prayer today. Lord, I confess that my own self-pity and my own self-absorption make me impatient with people who have problems. I confess that I want to surround myself with low-maintenance people or people that can build towards my own empire. But if you had done that, where would I be? So Lord, in your mercy, would you hear my prayer and reproduce your sympathetic heart in me by the power of your Holy Spirit? I ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Go in his grace today and go in his peace. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.